Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining us. Are you looking for a place where you get some practical and helpful tips on how to manage this crazy life and find balance in motherhood? Then we're here for you. Join us for all the raw and real girl talk right here. You're listening to All the Things. All the Things. All the Things with Chong and Beck. Hello. Hey. We're here. Hello, hello. Do you want to tell everyone what we're doing? Um, so for this episode this week, we are going to have our other halves tell their sides. Better halves, you mean. Better halves? I don't think that's how this goes. Sounds good, though, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Kind of tell their thoughts on um, the experience of births of our kids and their postpartum. Um, If anything stood out, if there's anything that they feel we should, like, the support that men should get after, stuff like that. So we are going to hear from the guys all about their view of birth and postpartum. Yay. I love hearing from the guys. I'm really, really happy. Me too. It gives it like another dynamic to the podcast. Yeah. Babe, do you want to say <laughs> hi to the people? Hi, people. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's funny. <laughs> I feel like what's even better about it is, like, this is our podcast, but, like, Brant does a sports podcast. Zach has his own podcast. So it's yeah. kind of cool to bring us all together. I know. I love it. It really is. Yep. All right. Who wants to bite the bullet and go first? <laughs> Babe, do you want to go first? Talk about. Go ahead, Brant. <laughs> all right. All right. Someone asked me a question, so I know what specifically I'm answering. All right, is there anything from Kylie's birth that stands out for you the most? Uh, probably the th- not Kai's birth as much, um, just because, like, I felt like it was pretty smooth. I did feel like the hospital hounded us a lot to get, you know, shots done and stuff like that. Um, and, like, they were very much, like, in the room over and over again, like, do this, do this, do this, do this. I didn't even tell that part. No, I didn't actually. No, I didn't. But yeah, continue. Because I'm sure there's a lot that I mean, you were in and out, right? Like mm-hmm. there was a lot that I got to see as I was chilling in the background. And everybody <laughs> else is doing all the hard work. Um, but no, like because we we didn't we chose not to vaccinate Kylia or Koa when he was born. But Kylia being born in a hospital, um, they would they sent someone in. A, I felt like every hour. Um, and they're like, all right, you got to do the X, Y, and Z. And then they didn't tell other people in the hospital that we weren't doing it. And I think they did that on purpose. That way those other people could come into the room and be like, oh, right, so we're here for these shots. And we're <laughs> like, yeah, we're not doing this. Sorry. Um, yeah. But yeah. So that was one thing that stood out. Um, I know one thing talking earlier with Shamay, we talked about uh, my relationship with Kylia after she was born um, and how – like it's great now. I love Kylie. She's she's one of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love Koa too, but Kylie, Kylie has been firstborn, so she she's just real special for me. Um, but one thing that stood out 
like talking with Shamay is that my relationship with Kylie at first wasn't great. Um, and I attribute that a little bit to working so much. Like I was working in the car industry back then and back then it was 70, 80 hour weeks. Like I was gone a lot. Um, and so it got to the point where I wasn't really holding her. It wasn't until she got a little bit older that we, you know, until, and then I switched jobs that I really got a chance to, to shine in my relationship with her and really develop that connection, which I'd say it's, it's amazing now. I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, we were in the, uh, tonight, for example, I was in there telling her a story and she's like, oh, you forgot to do the, the daddy bear, mama bear and baby bear voices. And then <laughs> she starts going off. <laughs> um, but no, like, that's one thing that stands out to me is I didn't, I think I was scared. I didn't really know what to expect, you know, mid twenties, first kid. And then the relationship didn't develop like I wanted to. And I sort of backed off and wasn't as hands-on as I could have been. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Do you feel like there was anything that the hospital could have done to prepare you for being a first time dad? Cause we did all of the birth classes. Mm -hmm. Um, but do you think there's anything more they could have done or you think that it was just evident that it was going to happen that way? No, how about, how about a class for after it happens? Because I give you all this preparation for the actual birth, but after it's like, good luck, bye. Yeah. Have a nice yeah. Life. yeah. Um, and that's one thing I like about, you know, the doulas that we had and the midwives we had with the second birth. So they came back, they checked on us, they checked on how not only you were doing what I was doing, because um, especially Koa's birth was traumatic. Yeah. Like it was, it was rough. Yeah. Um, like parts I remember and parts I don't just because I blocked it out. But having someone come back and check on me and able to sort of talk it out, like really helped me process how I was feeling. Um, and I, I wish we would have been able to get that with Kai. Yeah. So what was, do you have any questions, Becca? Um, no, not right now. Oh, okay. Actually, I'm what? just really loving everything that Brant is saying, because those are the things that I feel like um, a lot of men actually deal with, mm -hmm. but nobody talks about it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I just first and foremost want to thank both the guys for their stories and really thank you for opening up and saying those things. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it and loving it. <laughs> She's loving it. <laughs> so do you feel like what was the thing that you really took away from Koa's birth? Cause you're right. It was traumatic. And I did talk about, you know, kind of what we went through but that was from a mom's point of view that kind of was not completely all there, you know, like, yeah. well, how was that for you? Cause you were having to take care of Kai Kai. Yeah. I was taking care of Kylia. And then it was one point when I was downstairs and I was told to keep your legs open because Koa was starting to crown a little bit and your legs were closing. Yeah. And so, and I don't know if you remember this at all. I always forget that, but Brant brings it like, up all the time. It's, it's so traumatic to me as you're sitting there, you're going through your stuff. I mean, obviously it was very painful. It mm -hmm. looked like it didn't look like Kylia's birth at all. It mm -hmm. looked like it was a little bit more stressful. And the fact that I literally had to sit there and pry your legs open, like, yeah. it was rough. Like, it, it, it was a lot on you. It was. Like, it's a lot. Like, yeah, goodness. Yeah, it was probably the hardest thing I've had to do in our relationship. <laughs> Just because it's like, I mean, to the point where after Cole, I was like, I'm done. Like, I don't, I don't, even if I wanted a third child, I, w I would not have another one. It keeps like coming back to you, like mentally, like, I don't yeah. want to go through that again. And I don't know if it's, and I, I think that's probably a big reason why I don't want a third kid 
It's mm-hmm. just how rough that one was. Yeah. Like, it was it was rough. It was really rough. And, it, uh, yeah, it definitely took a toll on me emotionally. But, like I said, it helped having, you know, Michelle and uh, your doula who yeah. came in. And... I feel like that's the thing is, like, I mean, obviously for moms, we do go through a lot. But, and and we for sure need all of the care and being taken care of. But dads just get pushed out so many times. And, I mean, men are able to have postpartum depression. It's possible. Um, they've done studies on it. And they have figured out that men can also get it. So, knowing that, I feel like the dads also need to be checked on. And, hey, how are you doing? Is there anything you want to talk about? Is there anything we can help you with? You know? Yeah. Which is and that's so never important that... for us to talk about because we, me and Becca realize that and we feel like it just needs to be out there for more men to realize like it's so, it's okay to want to be checked on and it's okay to say, I need that. Yeah. So what about I you, that? Hospitals, I think hospitals definitely don't give that much support. They do in some ways, but I don't think that they give much support for the dads yeah or even after period which is the hard thing like I I get it it's that's the that's the difference is like hospitals and they're there for what they're there for like we need doctors even in a birth setting there are settings that we need the doctors for um but their care needs to be better it's okay to say that that we need them but that they can be better and um they just it's not like you go back after six weeks yeah. That's the next time, like you go back right away for them to see the baby, and then you go back in six weeks for them to check on you to make sure everything looks okay, and that's like it. There's no other support, and it's not okay, right? For mom and you know partner. Yeah, yeah, so. most definitely. What about you, babe? What sticks out the most for mm. Kenley's birth for her first birth? I don't know. Everything Brand said was pretty much the same. With Kenley, Kenley's birth, it was long, but it was smooth. Yeah. And we were there like 24 hours. Oh, uh, yeah. She was born at 22 hours. But um, back then, Becca was living in Havasu and I was still living in California. So the first three, four years mm-hmm. of Kenley's life, I only saw her on the weekends. And I tell this story now because now having had Kennedy, I can see a difference of, you know, I've been in with Kennedy every day of her life. And back then I used to think, oh, well, she's little. She won't remember. And then once we moved in together, it was that was part of the reason was like. I know like now she is old enough. She is going to remember me gone all the time, but. I can definitely tell a difference from Kenley and Kennedy on how Kennedy reacts to me versus how Kenley used to when I would only see her on the weekends. But overall, that one was not that bad. Mm-hmm. We also, I mean, Becca was living with her parents, so they were a big help. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kennedy's, so, I mean, Becca told the story uh was pretty traumatic um i had ptsd from it 
Um, I remember it, it was probably a whole year before anytime she coughed or fell or got sick before, like I wouldn't freak out that she was dying mm-hmm. all the time. Like I'll still remember everything that happened when she was born for probably like six months. I would just have times where we'd just be hanging out in the living room and I'd just be like staring off and I'd have a thought stuck in my head of when she was born and how she almost died. So that was rough. I I wouldn't call it postpartum per se, but it was for sure. And I went to therapy for it for PTSD because she... Uh, it's lucky she even survived um yeah you were super intense because i remember in the hospital when she was still in the NICU like anything i would eat that was like packaged he would check everything and then like once i consumed half of it freak out and be like there's x percent of vitamin a in this and vitamin a is bad i'm like crying like am I gonna throw this up like what do you want me to do so it was (laughs) it was pretty um crazy I feel like um when we finally delivered Kennedy and she um was out what was your experience like seeing her be born because I didn't get to see it I only saw the aftermath and the explosion but I didn't really see it either I was standing on your right side yeah holding your leg but I was more like on your upper body uh-huh so because my attempt was to help deliver her yeah so I had my that arm no that <laughs> never happened so I just remember like the scramble like the doctor her umbilical cord was wrapped around her neck and the doctor was like, no, we'll, we'll just, I don't know what he said, but he's like, we'll, we'll just do it normally. Try to get it up over her head and it ruptured. And so when she was born, even I got splashed with blood Mm -hmm. because she was bleeding everywhere. So the nurse that was standing right next to me, was the only one that had ever seen that happen before and was the one who grabbed her umbilical cord and clamped it off with her hands. So I wasn't even looking most. I I don't remember any of that as far as like, I wasn't looking. I just remember I was looking at Becca because she was freaking out and I was freaking out internally, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I was just staring at her like, Oh, it's fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) My face was like pale white i'm yeah. sure yeah it was because she didn't cry it seemed like she didn't cry for like 10 minutes but yeah. it was probably 30 seconds yeah and it, so there was probably like a minute where we didn't know yeah and no communication was happening yeah which i understand because they're literally trying to save your baby's life yeah but <clears throat> i remember she cried and becca got to hold her and it like we were freaked out but like calming down and I remember maybe 10 minutes later I went in the bathroom 
and I had blood on my shirt and I was just staring in the mirror for like 10 minutes like mm-hmm. what just happened mm-hmm. and freaking out and then they the other one was when she they took her to the NICU they just walked in and they're like oh well we got her blood test back and mm-hmm. she's gonna have to go and just took her and I'm not like I've never fainted in my life I've never like I don't have a problem with needle and they were trying to give her an IV mm-hmm. and I had to leave they put it in her hand and blew it out put it in her other hand and blew it out put it in her foot and blew it out couldn't put, find it put it in her other foot and finally got it and then they're at at that point they're like, well, if this one doesn't work, we're gonna have to put yeah, it in we'll her put it head. In skull. Oh lord. Oh my god. Head. So when they were doing like when they kept doing that, I almost passed out and I looked at Becca and I was like, I have to leave. <laughs> I've never <laughs> anything. I could probably watch a <laughs> surgery where they cut somebody open from end to end, but it just I don't know what it was. Her being so little and them just I was like already stressed out almost passed out in the NICU yeah oh gosh goodness gracious yeah <laughs> it's definitely being a, being a parent being a dad especially like it's when it's your own kid it's a whole different ball game than if it's someone else's yeah, yeah. with my with my job I'm constantly working with other people's kids and you know doing different stuff uh but when it came to Kylea, like I had a panic attack. I've never had a panic attack in my life, ever. Yeah. Um, in the first night she was born, I, for some reason, my mind went from her being this baby to sort of like playing out her life in my mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. And my, I, I could, I, my mom had to literally come over and help me like regain myself with with breathing. Um, yeah, no, it's because I wanted to piggyback off. You know, Zach talking about how, you know, I've never had issues before. No, it is. It's hard. And I get what you're talking about. And I don't, I've never voiced this to Sean Hay, but when Kai and Cole were both young, I would wake up in the middle of the night and go check on them. Just make sure they're still breathing, making Mm -hmm. sure they're making sure that I can see movement in the chest. Yeah, you were very like, he was... I had nannied for years. So when it came to babies napping, I didn't really worry about it, you know, but I remember like Kylia being a baby and he would be like, is she okay? Have you checked on her? I'm like, Branch, she's fine. He would make me go check on her when she was napping all the time because he was so worried about her. It's so stressful. Like, you, just, <laughs> you just worry about all the things. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, it's, it's rough. Yeah. I think still to this day, like I, I won't let Becca or her or her mom give Kennedy grapes without like cutting them into force. <laughs> like, I'm freaked out. Like it, it was, I don't know why it was always choking. Kennedy eats so much. Yeah, she does. That she just all the time has to cough something out of her throat. But <laughs> first year, I would come running into the room like, is she okay? Is she-? Like, yeah, she's fine. She's just coughing. <laughs> oh man kids 
I know it is. It's so stressful. It's so crazy. And every experience is so different. It's even more different when you have a female's perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think what we just you... automatically think like as men, they're supposed to just like be able to keep it all together and be fine and like, oh, we're great, you know? Right. That's just what that's the stigma we put on men. And we don't ever think about the fact that they also have emotions and there's things that they're dealing with and thoughts and, you know, all the things that they are also dealing with. Um, Yeah. And so I think we just have to like, remember that and have compassion that, Hey, you know, it's not just the mamas that are going through this. We're not the only ones who worry about our kiddos. The dads worry too. And especially because usually they have they just have different things on their shoulders. Like as moms, we're taking care of the kids most of the time. We're the ones that are in the front lines of taking care of the kids, but then the dads have the whole family mm-hmm. to take care of. If it's a traditional home, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyway. what do you think, babe, that could have helped in that transition for either child? What do you mean the transition? From hospital to birth to regular life as it was um i don't know i i think it's just even now like when i talk to people that are just having kids try and help them out and prepare them i think the biggest thing is like one just get them ready they're going to be tired like more tired than they've ever been in their life (laughs) yeah but to like all this stuff we talked about is just like reassuring them they're probably gonna be fine everybody figures it out Mm -hmm. and it's okay to worry but don't let it consume you I mean, of course, you're going to worry that your brand new little child is okay, but uh, I don't know, just that that overreaction is just, you're already stressed out more than you've ever been. And like, for me, I worried about every single cough and everything she ate. (laughs) And I think, I don't think there's much you can do unless you literally have somebody there with you. And that's why, like, with Kenley, having Becca's parents there was so helpful because you, like, you you and your wife or your spouse are both on that same level. And so, like, we would, you'll just spiral. Like, you're both freaked mm-hmm. out and worried. And we would look at each other and she's like, well, what are we supposed to do? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Screaming at her, like, I don't know what to do. So it's like almost you almost need a third person there that's rational to tell you, hey, everything's fine. Calm down or especially go take a break. Mm-hmm. Go get away. I think that was probably the the hardest thing with Kennedy was we had just moved to Utah. We didn't really have any friends. Her birth was so traumatic that you know, Becca didn't really trust anybody to watch her. Mm-mm. And so I was like, we didn't even go on a date like for a year and a half. Yeah. And so it's like all of that just compounds into making things rough. 
Yeah. And so it, it's almost like just needing people physically there to help you. Yeah. And a better world, that would be so awesome. Like in other countries, that's what happens, you know, the family yeah. is right there. The parents basically move in to take care of, you know, to help with their kids mm -hmm. and their grandkids. And um, there you're just being surrounded by so much support. And, you know, in America, it just doesn't happen like that. Yeah. You, sometimes, you know, you have family near that is right there. But if you're in a situation like that, where you move, um, you don't always have that, you know? Yeah. You don't always have someone there to help you transition and help with all the chores that are on top of having to take care of and worry about your kid, you know? Yeah. So that would be, that would be awesome if we could get that. I think also like how moms have to go in for checkups, like, It'd be great for dads to have to go in for checkups too. Yes. I was they want to say that they don't want to stay in front of the moms because either they don't want to seem like, like, I don't know. I think they look at us and they see that we're struggling and we have a lot on our plate and they don't want to voice their concerns as well. Am I right? Or no, not really. No, I mean, you're, yeah. I mean, like you said, there's this stigma to just get along and go along. Like yeah. you're not really supposed to, you know, feel anything you're just supposed to suck it up yeah obviously i'm a little bit more whiny than most so <laughs> i'll let you know how i'm feeling but no it is it's as guys we're we're not expected to really have feelings or emotions we're just supposed to just get over it and move on yeah yeah i think yeah. making that time for you guys to be able to voice your opinions and stuff but that's not something that I can fix, <laughs> but it's something that would be great, you know? Yeah. I think that's, that's one of the biggest things with trauma too, is like when I tell people, I don't tell most people, but when I tell people that, you know, I have PTSD, not only from Kennedy, but Kennedy was a big trigger. Most people are like, Oh, well, like she's okay now like she's alive she's doing fine so why why do you even think about that anymore it's like yeah that's not how that works <laughs> i don't choose yeah. to think about that well and it's like you're like i feel like your mindset i mean we obviously koa like he was i i don't say traumatic for me but i think traumatic for brant for sure um, like just giving birth but then even just things like you know within this last couple months he fell he fell, hit his head, eyes rolling in the back of his head and having to call the ambulance. And after that, every single time I heard a noise, I would like jump. Like, oh my gosh, is he mm -hmm. okay? You know, and you're like, you're like over checking and over like looking them over, making sure that everything's okay just from one incident. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's not like you can't just move on and just be like, even in, even if you're able to talk to yourself and be like, okay, like they're okay. Still like that initial feeling is like, oh my gosh, is our kids okay? You know? And mm -hmm. so PTSD is like way beyond that. So you can't just go, eh, they're, they're alive and they're healthy. I mean, yeah, and they're alive and there is so many more things <laughs> that can happen to them, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's true. Yeah. And something to remind or to remember is like, 
we we know as dads we do not as much heavy lifting during the birthing process and after the birthing process as the moms do but the moms still got to realize there's got to be some support for the dad too if he brings up some concern like don't dismiss him don't you know be like oh you're fine like yeah have a conversation show support um because i know for me that's one of the most important things in my relationship um is support and i'm not always the best at it because i have that personality of oh you're fine (laughs) (laughs) i'm dealing with a whole lot more than you you're fine (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i know you're right i know I know. (laughs) (laughs) Always right. Uh, Oh, no. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know if there's anything. Is there anything else that you guys want to add or cap? Any questions you have? Any specifics you want us to delve into? Um. (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? No, I honestly, you guys covered all the things that I wanted you guys to cover. I didn't think that this was going to be a very long episode, but it was just one of those things that me and Becca felt was very important to cover because again, it gets overlooked. Yeah. And the fact of just hearing you guys say like how you felt about things and that it would have been nice to have some support and a little bit more information and a little bit more help is all the things that I agree with. Yeah. All the things. Stop it right now. <laughs> <laughs> all the things. Um, actually, that you talking that and saying everything like that makes me feel like I wanted to address when I talked about it on the episode where I said my portion of it, but for you and also Brant in the hospital setting or outside because you guys had two very different births, um, hospital and home. We've only ever had hospital. Do you feel like babe that the nurses and staff and doctors in general talk to you or give you information that they don't necessarily give to the moms? Because one of the main things with Kennedy was my perspective was so different and it was like, God, I think seven, eight months before we sat down and had that conversation where for all that time I was holding and thinking like it was me, it was my fault that she um, was delivered that way and everything else. And like, I was the one who put her in the NICU because of the way that she was delivered and you were the one who told me, no, this is what they said to me, but nobody ever relayed that information back to me. Yeah. I, I don't think they specifically, I don't think they did that on purpose. I think one, like the nurse that saved Kennedy was awesome. Her was her name. AJ. Yeah. So I think the only reason I knew that was because it was like my turn in the NICU and I went and sat with Kennedy, but AJ was here there the whole time. And I was just talking to her. Yeah. And you could ask more questions. I was more like, okay, that's you. Everybody, (laughs) please get away from me. I'm going to do my thing. Nobody talk to me. Can you stop breathing? I'm focusing on being a mom right now. Yeah. Um, So no, I don't think that was on purpose. I, you, just your personality, you'll be hesitant to ask that. 
Yeah. I think, but no, I like, gosh, I think at this point I would be nervous to not go to the hospital. Yeah. Only because of like, we literally had a birth where she probably would have died if we were at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I think there is a big difference. Like that, especially with hers, you were there. Like I had to go back home. Mm-hmm. You were there. You stayed in the hospital for a week. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was a lot different for both of us, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, there definitely is that, like, we're there to support you only. Yeah. Mentality, you mean? Yeah. Like, we get to sleep on the fold-out couch, and we get to, Uh you know what I mean? And we're, and I get it. I mean, you guys did all the work, for sure, but I think there is that for sure. Like, nobody comes and asks you how we're doing or brings us food Mm -hmm. or does any of that. So I, I agree with you guys that that for sure does happen, especially in hospitals. Do you feel like, um, like you are encouraged to support? Like, do you feel like someone comes alongside you when you were at the hospital both times or either time someone comes alongside you and helps you to be a better partner and more support or you kind of just didn't really know what to do you just kind of tried but there was was there anyone there to help you yeah no that's a good way to say it is like i think for kenley definitely no for kenley no (laughs) like there wasn't even anybody that like talked to you with kenley oh kenley was like we had her and then signed the papers and went home yeah i did all the paperwork and then we left yeah so but no with kennedy i how you described it is how it was was like becca really wanted to breastfeed so like somebody came in and helped her but like they didn't i was just standing in the room like i'm obviously going to be the person that's with her every minute after we leave here Mm -hmm. so like why don't you also say hey why don't you come over here and (laughs) look at what i'm doing and what we're Mm -hmm. trying to do like breastfeeding, that that's just an example. But yeah, everything. Like when they come in the room, they talk to Becca. Like I'm just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way. Like I understand it. And in a hospital setting and like when it comes to insurance, like I'm not there costing anybody anything. Like Becca <laughs> is a patient and the baby is a patient and yeah. I'm just a visitor is basically... Yeah the best way to sum it up mm-hmm. so like they're not there to teach me anything they're not there to check on me they're there essentially to make sure that becca and the baby are healthy mm-hmm. i think that that's where we need to get better though because yeah. yes i get that 100 percent that they are the patients but that patient but then that's the problem is we're only paying attention to who's paying and who we're making money off of and not right. the fact of family as a whole and that we're going to have to send them home. I mean, when I went to go see a lactation consultant, they were telling me what to do, but they also were telling Brant what to do to help me, you know, and mm-hmm. that's the same thing 
like it it should just be that whether you have a doula or not a midwife or not home or hospital birth lactation consultant not lactation consultant i feel like in any of those situations it just needs to be better of yeah. care for the family i don't and that's i think that that's why i get frustrated just period because i'm like this can be so much better it's okay right. to spend the extra time because that and that's the thing too, is I've talked to Brown about this because, you know, he's a social worker and I've talked about sometimes these families, they need more support. Sometimes yeah. these parents just don't know how to parent. Yeah. And they didn't have good parents. Like, I mean, you have good in you. I, I, I like, I get it, but like, sometimes they just don't have the support they need to be the best parents that they could be. Right. You know? Supporter skills. Huh? Skills is another way. I, I mean, yeah. Learned. Yeah. Skills can be learned, but sometimes you just need someone to show you. Yeah. It's like trying to build a bench. If you have no freaking clue what tools you're going to use, yeah. like you have to go to YouTube to yeah. find out or you ask somebody, like, you know? Yeah. Based on my, based on my two experiences, like if, if for some reason that we decided to have another child, um, I would definitely want to do the home birth again. Um, just because I did in the hospital with Kylie's birth, yes, it was easier. There was less trauma for me, uh, but I was an afterthought. Like I sat, I sat in the back. I got to observe. I wasn't really involved. All the conversations were directed at you. you the only had, time you got a conversation was tell her exactly. <laughs> yeah, so tell her to do this. Uh, yeah, that's not not how this works. But with with the home birth, with the two midwives we had and the doula. Like everyone was focused on you, but they would come over and be like, how are you doing? Are you, you know, keeping up on your drinking? Are you eating? Like, how are you feeling with this? And it, it, it made me feel a million times more supported. And I know, of course, I'm not the one that's given birth, but you know, it's like, it's like Shami said, uh, it's a family thing. Mm -hmm. uh, making sure everybody's cared for i mean so if for some reason we decided to have another child i would want to do it at home just because for me i felt heard i felt validated and like i was a part of what was happening mm -hmm. and, and yeah for me it was just in that aspect of being present it was a better experience for me. that makes me so happy to hear I love it. But I, I, and it was my midwife that told me like, Hey, your husband might've experienced some trauma. You might want to talk to him about it, Yeah, you know? So, but either way, I just think overall this podcast or this episode was just to, you know, put a Bring light awareness. The fact. Yes. And yes, exactly. Awareness that, the partners are dealing with some stuff too, and we should check on them, even if they're not getting it from their healthcare provider, like as friends, as family, when you know somebody that's having a kid, like check on the partners too. Yeah. See how they're doing, because if they aren't being taken care of, how can they fully be present for us as yeah. moms? And helpful as well and support. Just like as moms, if we're not taking care of ourselves, how can we be fully present for our kids? Right. So, I don't know. I just thought it was really important. But did you have any other questions, Becca? Um, no, no, I don't. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on and 
talking with us and sharing your heart and you know how you felt about everything that was super awesome to hear from your side for sure yes thanks babe (laughs) appreciate you i appreciate you zach (laughs) appreciate you too You know, and it's just throwing this out there. If you ever move out to North Carolina, <laughs> you will have two two willing babysitters. So y'all can go yes. out and do what you need. <laughs> yes. Even on vacation. Perfect. Shoot, I'll even take your kids on my vacation and leave mine. <laughs> just to help. Oh, but our kids would love that. They would so appreciate you. Oh, my gosh. Uh, all right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share it with your friends and family. Make sure you go follow us on our Instagram at all the things with C and B. And we so appreciate you guys. Have a <laughs> have a great day. <laughs> Bye. Yes. Thanks, guys, so much. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>